are listening to 45 to 33 Inside the Music. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Anthony, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to the music, trivia, my thoughts on various songs and bands, and other tidbits of music. Before we get started, here are just a few musical trivia questions for you. Get paper and pencil and see how much you actually know about music. Now, before you hear the questions, no cheating, no using Google, and no asking a friend. Don't worry, I'll give you the answers at the end of the show. To the best of my memory and research, I believe this information I share with you is correct. Some of this material are part of my memories that I've stored up for more than 50 years, while others have been found in books, album covers, jackets, and liner notes. Still, others are just my opinion. So let's dive into it. Question number one. Who sang this 1983 song, Big Log? Question number two. Who sang the song, You Got It, in 1989? Question number three. Now, which female singer sang Love Don't Live Here Anymore in 1985? How many of us haven't found that one song that speaks to us on so many levels? For many of us, we only remember the name of the song and not the group or vice versa. Now, this is only part one of my favorite topics, the one-hit wonders. Now, some of the bands I mentioned in this podcast may have only had one hit song, but that doesn't mean they didn't go on to produce other songs. However, many of these songs never charted as high as the song they were best known for. In many cases, the bands broke up in time or fell into obscurity. So let's delve into some of the one-hit wonders of the past 60 years. Wipeout by the Safaris in 1963. You may not know the song by name or band, but chances are you've heard Wipeout. Many of us have eardrummed or tapped out this music on our tables. The song was part of the surfer culture of the 1950s. Songs like this were played at beach parties during that era. These were the times when surfing the waves and practically living on the beach was the norm for teenagers of the West Coast. While this kind of band was very popular at the time, but they soon faded away like the surf at low tide. Sugar Sugar by the Archies in 1969. The Archies were an imaginary band pulled from the pages of the comic book with the same name. The song was featured on their animated Saturday morning cartoon show. The Archie's group was actually performed by session musicians and singer-songwriter Ron Dante, who sang the lead vocals. Dante would later produce songs for other artists such as Mandy for Barry Manilow and Heartbreaker for Pat Benatar. The 1969 version reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart and stayed there for four weeks. In 1970, the song would return to the charts when soul singer Wilson Pickett released his version. The only other top song they had was a song called Jingle Jangle. While the show was still on the air, there was always that debate as to which member was best, Betty or Veronica. The debate continues today, and I always chose Betty. Blue Child by the Five Stair Steps in 1970. This 1970 song was on numerous record charts. The song has found its way onto a number of TV and movie soundtracks in recent years such as How I Met Your Mother, Scandal, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Five Stair Steps never had another Main Street hit. Mr. Big Stuff by Gene Knight in 1971. Mr. Big Stuff was a huge song during the 1970s, 
spent five weeks at number one in the Soul single charts, and it hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100. However, Gene Knight never had another hit. Randy, You're a Fine Girl by Looking Glass in 1972. It garnered a lot of attention and a lot of airplay. However, this was to be the band's only number one song. They had minor success with another song called Jimmy Loves Marianne, but the song was not well received and it never reached the top 10. Brandy was featured in the movie soundtrack Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest, 1972. King Harvest's one and only single made it all the way to number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100. Though the group has gone through various lineups and ups and downs, like breakups and a fluctuating roster, they released another single some 30 years later in 2016. The song has gone on to spawn several covers and even samplings by other groups. A few years after its release, in 1979, a pre-teen band called Teen Brothers had a minor hit with it. But on the merit of their youth and musical talents, the boys landed their own mid-season replacement show, The Keen Brothers. In 2000, Toploader, a British alternative band, released a cover version of Dancing in the Moonlight, which was certified platinum in the UK. So You Are a Star by the Hudson Brothers. The Hudson Brothers were made up of three actual brothers, Bill, Mark, and Brett Hudson. So You Are a Star was the song that put these three brothers into the spotlight. The song was in the top 30 list in the US and number 5 on the Canadian charts. After this hit song, the brothers never charted top 10 song again. However, they did manage to get two television shows, the evening program The Hudson Brothers Show and the Saturday morning time slot as The Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show. By the way, did you know that actress Kate Hudson is the daughter of actress Goldie Hawn and Bill Hudson? Magic by Pilot. Magic was recorded by a Scottish band named Pilot in 1974. It was their very first and only single to hit. It charted at number 5 on the Billboard Hot 100. Some 35 years later, it was sung again by former Disney Channel star Selena Gomez. The cover song was for the soundtrack of her show, Wizards of Waverly Place. They released several other singles, but it seems that Pilot could not, if you'll pardon the pun, create magic on the charts. Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum, 1969. Spirit in the Sky was Norman Greenbaum's only hit as a solo artist. When the press would ask him about how the song came to be, he always seemed to say something different. So from the legend, I remember hearing that he said he was watching a televangelist, or in some cases, he said it was a Western movie, when he hit on the idea for the song. However the song came to be, it made a good deal of people think about life and possibly the afterlife. Whatever the reason, the song got major airplay. Since then, the song has gone on to find new life in several movies and TV commercials. Greenbaum went on to produce a number of singles, but not one of them charted. He is still performing, but he will forever be remembered as the guy who wrote Spirit in the Sky. Got to Be Real by Cheryl Lynn in 1979. Got to Be Real was a big hit during the disco period. I'm sure many of us remember dancing to this very song in the clubs. Now the song reached number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 1 on the Hot 100 Soul Singles chart 
Lynn would produce many other singles, such as the song Encore, which made its way into the top 20. Got To Be Real would later be reintroduced to a much younger crowd when Mary J. Bly and Will Smith covered the song for the 2004 animated film Shark Tales. This song would be the only one that comes to mind when people think of Cheryl Lynn. My Sharona by The Knack, 1979. For The Knack, My Sharona was as good as it ever got. Their debut single from their album Get The Knack rocketed to the top of the charts but the band failed to have another single break the top 10. Of the six or seven singles they released over seven albums, none would reach the top 10. That same year, they would release another song to make it into the top 20, Good Girls Don't. When I was younger, I once heard that the band's manager thought it was a good idea to keep the band mysterious by not giving interviews. This of course backfired as people lost interest in them because of this low profile. Later that same year, Weird Al Yankovic would release his self-titled album with his first single, My Bologna. Now this was an obvious parody of their song. While his song never charted at that time, I still think it helped to push the song into our consciousness. But in the end, it seemed that the Knack would never get the Knack for writing another hit song. Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang in 1979. The Sugar Hill Gang's 1979 Rapper's Delight is widely acknowledged as one of the first hit rap songs. It was a combination of music from the hit group Chic for their song Good Times and a rhyming speech that still resonates today. This song was such a major shift in the music industry that it was included in the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry for being culturally and historically significant. The band released other singles that sold well, but these singles failed to crack the top 10 after the success of Rapper's Delight. Even though they're credited for bringing rap into the mainstream, Sugar Hill Gang didn't enjoy much mainstream success. Their style of rap would pave the way for so many other artists to come after them. 8675309 Jenny by Tommy Two-Tone in 1981. The song 8675309 has to be one of the most famous numbers in music. It has been guessed by many that the number was repeatedly called by hundreds if not thousands of adoring fans, all hoping that Jenny would pick up the phone on the other end. Of the many who tried, they say the phone number was answered by staff at fast food restaurants or pizza parlors. Jenny would peak at number 4 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and number 1 on the Billboard Hot Rock charts. Despite being the most called number, Tommy Two-Tone never had another song break the top 40 list. I hope he's not waiting by the phone expecting Jenny to call. We may never know if there was a real Jenny out there, but it sure was nice thinking she was. Now at the age of 72, he can still be found touring. Tainted Love by Soft Cell in 1982 Soft Cell are an English synth-pop duo consisting of vocalist Mark Allman and instrumentalist David Ball. Tainted Love was their cover of the 1964 song by Glory Jones. Both versions of the song were hits in their own decade. The Gloria Jones version had that smooth soul sound so common of songs in the 1960s, while Soft Cell was more upbeat and electronic. Tainted Love was Soft Cell's first and only big hit in the U.S., where it reached number 8 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 4 on the U.S. dance charts. In spite of not having another hit single, the duo are still making music today. Come On Eileen by Dixie's Midnight Runners 
1982. Dixie Midnight Runners are an English pop band that were formed in the late 1970s. It was in 1982 that Come On Eileen topped the Billboard charts for one week. This prevented Michael Jackson from having back-to-back -back number one hits. In the accompanying video, they are dressed in coveralls looking more like farmhands coming in from the fields than a musical group, but there they were, singing, dancing, and being carefree. They did release another single called Gino that was a hit in the UK but did little in North America. Today, Dixie's Midnight Runners are still playing. However, Come On Eileen still remains their only song to chart as high in North America. Past the Duchy by Musical Youth in 1982. Musical Youth were a British Jamaican reggae group that saw their first and only single reach the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Past the Duchy was a very popular song of the 1980s. I've heard it said that many thought the song was about smoking marijuana and passing it along to the guy next to you. I'm sure this fact never hurt their record sales. And looking back, I don't remember the record companies ever saying anything to the contrary. From what I understand, a duchy is actually a cast iron pot that is hung over an open fire, the contents of which would be served to others. The band had moderate success with other songs that included Youth of Today, Never Gonna Give You Up, and their collaboration with Donna Summer on her Unconditional Love single. The musical youth recorded two albums and soon disbanded. It should be said that in their home country, musical youth had many more hit singles, but across the pond, they'll be forever known for Past the Duchy. Always Something There to Remind Me by Naked Eyes in 1983. Always There to Remind Me was written by the writing duo of Burt Bacharach and Hall David in 1963. This writing team wrote most of the greatest hits of the 1960s and 70s. The original song was released in early 63, but did not have much success. It just barely made it into the top 50 of that year. It was later recorded by many other artists, but Naked Eyes was one of the bands that brought it into the top 10 charts. Naked Eyes did have another hit with the song Promises Promises, so depending on what your sources are, it can be debated as to which of these two songs actually charted in the top 10 and which was only in the top 20 of that year. The band remains touring. To check out their tour dates, go to their website at www.nakedeyesmusic.com. Bongo Rock by the incredible Bongo Band in 1973. Bongo Rock was one of those songs that got plenty of radio play, especially on the R&B stations in the United States. The song was featured on the original soundtrack to the B-movie, The Thing With Two Heads. If you don't remember the movie, consider yourself lucky. The song was the only good thing to come out of that movie. The band's sound was funky instrumental music and of course the prominence of what else? The bongo drums. Although the song was on the Hot 100 list, it only got as far as number 54. Of course after that, they bongoed their way into the sunset, never to be seen or heard of again. Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant in 1983 Electric Avenue was Eddie Grant's first release off his sixth album, Killer on the Rampage. It was also his first song to chart, reaching number two on the Billboard charts. Grant is a Guyanese-British singer-songwriter, and his music is a blend of several genres such as pop, rock, soul, and reggae. Eddie Grant had a number of other minor songs that charted, but none as high as Electric Avenue. 
Grant would return to the charts in 1988 with his anti-apartheid single, Give Me Hope, Joanna. The song, of course, was banned by the South African government. Grant is still producing music and making albums. For Eddie Grant, he is still traveling his own Electric Avenue. Take On Me by Aha in 1984. Aha. Aha is the most unusual name for a band name, but somehow they make it work for them. Now this band is not truly a one-hit wonder, as they were already charting in their native country of Norway. I think that the key to their success of Take On Me is due in no small part to their innovative video. The video contained animated sketches, intermittent cuts of live action characters. Now I don't deny the song was good with great vocals, but I still believe the video put them over the top. The band did have other songs that charted, like The Sun Always Shines on TV, and The Living Daylights, the theme song for the James Bond movie of the same name. The song Take On Me is still heard on television shows, movies, and commercials. The band is still touring, so if you would like more information on upcoming dates, please see their website at aha.com. Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds in 1985. When I think about Don't You Forget About Me, I always associate it with the ending of the film The Breakfast Club and that triumphant scene of Judd Nelson thrusting his fist in the air. Simple Minds are a Scottish rock band with more than a dozen albums under their belt. Don't You Forget About Me reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Like so many songs that carry on today in the movies and the TV shows, the song was internationally known. The band had another hit with the song Alive and Kicking, they would always be remembered for Don't You Forget About Me, and we won't. And as promised, here are the answers to the questions I asked earlier. Question number one, who sang the 1983 song, Big Log? Answer, former frontman for the band Led Zeppelin, Robert Plant. Question number two, who sang the song, You Got It? 1989. Answer, Ori Orbison. Question number three. Which female singer sang Love Don't Live Here Anymore in 1985? Answer, Alison Moyet. This brings us to the end, or perhaps it's the beginning of the podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and maybe even learned something. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends and family members. So join me again as I explore more of the music on 45 to 33 Inside the Music. The music for this podcast is written and performed by the man I like to call the hardest working man I know in music, David O'Hearn. Thank you, David, for your continued support. If you would like to hear more music by David O'Hearn, please check him out on his website, played.ca. That's P-L-A-Y-D dot C-A. Or check him out on SoundCloud. Remember this, when there's nothing else, there's always music.